So I finished Echo this morning. Yeah. And you're going to love it. Yeah. Dude Bros are going to hate it. Yay! <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> it, no, I'm asking, genuinely. Yeah, it's on. Okay. I didn't know if you were talking to me or yeah. no. if you are talking to everybody. <laughs> I'm talking to you and everybody. Okay. I just wanted to double check before I uh, unleash my awesome. So it I don't want to waste the awesome. Like, it didn't start out girl power for Yes, you. but with us comes girl power automatically. Yeah. We it, can't help it. It didn't start out girl power in your face forward kind of stuff. So I was wondering why all the all the boys were whining. Oh, well, simply because there was a vagina that existed that they weren't getting anything out of. But she is Native American and deaf. Yeah. And speaking as a member of neither of those communities, it represented them well. Okay. Well, I'm not sure as someone who's not a part of any of her communities, if you could speak to that. No, I mean. But I can tell you that that some of the, well, that wasn't immediately clear. I can tell you that um, in the groups that I'm involved in on Facebook, um, people who are a member of the Native American tribe are very excited about this show. Uh, me not knowing anything about it and trying to avoid spoilers as much as possible. Uh, the gist I got was multiple people were very excited about even the existence of it. And other people said they did it well. So I'm really looking forward to it. Especially since probably one of my top tier favorite actors is going to be reappearing uh, in the show. Yeah. Uh, and no spoilers on it until we get there, but just a... That it's going to be something you're going to want to pay attention if, to. If you're staying current to real time and not staying current to us, and you're on the fence about it, I don't know why, but if you're on the fence about it or somebody's talking shit about it, ignore them and watch it and love it. You should never listen to someone else. I don't listen to critics unless I want a specific person's uh, perspective on something I don't know anything about. I don't listen to what other people think because I'm not them. You know what I mean? Like their opinion doesn't really matter to how I'm going to feel about the show. And I like to come into things without expectations. The whole point of listening to our podcast is to get our opinion. No, it's not. The whole point of the podcast is for us to all watch it together and me agree with you that it sucks. Or you agree with them that it's great. We're, we're, we, have, we have evolved into, we're coming here to get confirmation of our opinions. Oh, okay. I know you think it started out the other way, but I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you listen to someone's opinion? Like, because you're spoiling everything. Nobody's coming to this not having seen things, because then you're going to ruin it. That's fair. And I've tried to tell you that, that you're ruining it if they're coming to see if they want to watch it. But you wouldn't listen to me because this is your podcast. I'm just here for the free snacks. <laughs> it's okay. Listen, I told you at the beginning, all I care about is we get to hang out uh, undisturbed for a couple of hours okay. every week. And I don't care if we could be talking about anything. I don't care. 
Sounds good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm Jay. I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Night. So what did we watch this week? This week for Marvel Movie Night, we watched Hulu's Hellstrom. Yeah. Uh, so this is the show I was telling you about that I uh, accidentally watched. What was it? Uh, I thought it was only one episode and it was like two three. and a half, three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, Before I was like, oh, Jay would like this. I better stop watching it and back it up. <laughs> It, and probably the reason I'm thinking is because it was very similar, or it had very similar vibes to Evil. Yeah. And you really liked that show, so... You yeah, know. I liked that show. Uh, created by Paul Zabowski? Z-B-Y-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Z-B-Y-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sir? <laughs> no, I, I think I think that's... Similar to correct. As a person whose last name was Ridenour, yeah, I feel like, and people call you LaFrost and all kinds of things that don't make any sense. So I feel like people should just get over the mispronunciations unless you're being deliberately obtuse. Every soldier in the army mm-hmm. whose name ends in SKY just gets called Private or Sergeant Ski. It's probably horribly racist, but like we don't bother. But. Sure. I've always thought it was just lazy, not necessarily racist, but... Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe. I've, I've never met anybody of a different race than mine that had a last name that ended in ski, so it's not really racism. Well, nationalist then. Maybe. Right. But they're all Americans, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, no. Well, your nation of origin is a protected class. Yeah. Your nation of origin being America. Okay, we won't go down the East Road. Listen, I can ruin your whole day right now. And sorry. <laughs> Speaking of pronunciations, <laughs> we have Tom Austin, Sydney Lemon, Elizabeth Marvel, which is just marvelous, <laughs> Ariana Guerrera, June Carroll. Robert Wisdom, Elaine Wee, Daniel Cudmore, Trevor Roberts, Erica Tremblay, Nolan Hoop, David Munir, Deborah Van Valkenburg, Zachary Williams, Hamza Fuad, Shane Walker, that one almost got me, S-H-A-Y-N, Shane, okay. Samantha Sloyan, Sandy Robeson, Tom Everett, Kyle Warren, Tarun Karam, Fiona Durf, Mitch Pileggi. Mitch Pileggi is the only one that I was like, hey, I know that guy. Uh, and he is... Agent Skinner. But he is also, do you not know? From the X-Files, Agent Skinner. Oh, yes, but he is also... Um, Sam and Dean's grandpa oh. on Supernatural. <laughs> Samuel. Uh, Then we have Jesse James Baldwin. And boy, I wish people would quit doing that. (laughs) 
Jan Bos, 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 B-O-S, David Quinlan, Camille Sullivan, Hiro Hanagawa, which we have seen in Marvel Things before, Eric Gustafsson, Jasmine Lukuku. Um, and then we have a whole bunch of, you didn't see them for more than 10 seconds. Other people? Um, was there anybody in there that you were like, oh, I think I know that person? No, really the only person I recognized was Skinner. Oh, that, well, that explains why you were so excited when you saw him then. <laughs> also, I keep forgetting he was on the X-Files, and you have a weird thing about that show. A weird thing you, by which it was awesome? Because you're totally it? and completely in love with Dana Scully. Either is it Dana Scully or is it the actress's face? No, it's definitely Dana Scully. She was like my first adult crush. You weren't an adult. No, 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 but she was the first adult I had a crush on. Oh, okay. Thanks for the clarification on yeah. that. I, you have a theme going. Yeah. And your your favorite your favorite chick on uh, Charmed? Holly Marie Combs, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, but you like the actress because you never say your name from the show. No, well, Piper, yeah. Uh-huh. And your favorite girl on Buffy? Willow. Uh-huh. Uh, your favorite girl on Dollhouse? Eliza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not Eliza Dushku from Buffy? No, well, I mean, Faith is okay. <laughs> She's no She's also batshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a definitely a theme. And, and who are you? Who are you married to? The most awesomest, strongest, smartest woman I know. And he's not even bullshitting you. He really thinks that. <laughs> what do you want from me? Absolutely nothing, my love. All right. You're adorable. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you liked this show? I did. It was a just a smidge slow, but not so much that I got distracted and until um I thought I got distracted. Okay, this I don't understand what happened to me last night. I thought that I missed a bunch of one of the episodes, but didn't know if it was the first or the second to last or the last episode. So last night after you went to sleep, I watched those two episodes again, mm-hmm. which has literally never happened before. Cause it was, a, if it was a bad show, I wouldn't even have bothered. I would just been like jail fill in the gaps. Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't miss any bits. I must've disassociated for like a split second and then just did it so thoroughly that I, came out having lost complete time and it was it was no time. Okay. I, I think that I I vaguely didn't see like half of one scene. And last night I was like, okay, where's the part that I haven't seen yet? Where it was weird. I, there's something weird. I've had a headache all week and there's something weird going on inside my skull. I don't know. But I, I rewatched those two episodes and it didn't kill me and I didn't fall asleep. If that tells you anything about how decent the show is. Sure. Except, poor you tried to fall asleep like three times and I kept yelling at you. Yeah. I, okay, so listen. Were you sleepy or did you get bored? Um, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, well, you've had a long week. So we talked about when Marvel's, that too, but we talked about when Marvel started the uh, 
the 616, when they, they started their superhero comics. Oh, the comics, not the yeah, shows. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when they started, they had a whole bunch of different types of comics running around at the time. They had action comics, and they had monster comics, and they had love comics, yeah. and they had war comics. And all those same writers stayed on to... Uh, to become part of the bullpen, and it is because of that amalgamation of different storytelling styles that the comics became so good. Okay. Uh, as a result of this, Marvel has a lot of corners, a lot of different types of stories, uh, and more have been added throughout the years, especially after the, the comics code got relaxed. Some of them I like more than others, right? The yeah. the street-level fighter stuff, like Luke Cage, I'm okay with. Which I think is just boring. The cosmic... Detective stuff I like, where they're, like, figuring out a mystery. Yeah. But the, that, that stuff, not the, so the cosmic stuff, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel, that I'm okay with. That seems like that's with. a lot of the comics. Not that necess- theme, that space being involved, seems to be... Pretty heavy-handed. The the my my real wheelhouse is the interpersonal relationships of of superpowered teams like the Avengers and the X Men and those. That's my wheelhouse. That like the global threats, right? Yeah. Um. But then you have corners like Doctor Strange that are magicy. Yeah. And I start falling off. Yeah, Doctor but, Strange isn't bad, but I'm with you on that because I do like that mutants could possibly be a thing. Yeah. I, like, it makes sense in my brain when you try to justify it existing, but magic just is stupid. The the monstery stuff like Man-Thing and Werewolf by Night and Dracula, I... I tolerate. Yeah, I'm really... all over Dracula and, and the. Oh, I grew up on those old and, black and white movies. Those are my jam. And Blade. I, I well, tolerate, but d- Blade is not Dracula. I tolerate, but don't really care much about. But where they lose me completely is the angels and demons. <clears throat> yeah. God is real. The devil is out to get you. Mythology shit like yeah. Ghost Rider. And like this. Okay, so, and the reason it works for me is because I didn't grow up Catholic like you did. And I ha- I did never have to go through that whole, oh, this stuff I've been told is real, is bullshit. I didn't have to go through that because I already knew from birth that it was all bullshit. Yeah. I mean, my dad didn't ever tell me it was bullshit. He just didn't indoctrinate me. So I, anytime anybody ever said oh, this is what I believe, I would be like, so you believe in Santa Claus too? And they would be like, oh, yeah. And so all of it's fantasy to me, and it's always been fantasy. So it's just another fantasy thing to me. It's the same as me watching angels and demons is like me watching fairies and orcs. Yeah. Uh, So it doesn't have that same bad taste in my mouth. It's just all bullshit. Like, it's a rare show or movie about this the, the Christian mythos, angels and demons stuff that actually I buy, I, I enjoy. Well, if you, if you remember, 
that absolutely none of it is Christian and it's all predates it by thousands and thousands of years. Does that help at all? Sure. I'm not here to I'm not here to bash the religion. It's just it. No, I mean, but like the demons, they the demons demons didn't come into existence when Christianity did. Sure, that would be silly. Sure, but if you'll remember, even on Supernatural, when they started leaning real heavy into the into God stuff, into the God stuff, I started not caring about it as much. Yeah, but um, well, yeah, but but the way they did that really worked for me because all of it was bullshit. All the stuff that people made up to tell a story about God was complete bullshit because from the very beginning he he made his fishbowl and then got bored and left immediately. Yeah. So it's never been God has never been there. So that worked for me because it yes. if there was a God, that's exactly what happened. You know what I'm saying? I just I this isn't my cup of tea. Yeah. It's not, not my bowl of woman. What I really like you're funny. What I what I really like is that um, it's dark. Sure. And it's bloody. And it's gritty. Um, and they they actually have the life or death stuff. Like people are dying. Yeah. Because when I watch X Men, I know, like that guy's gonna go to jail for five seconds and he's gonna be out and be a bad guy again. No one's gonna die really. And if they do, it's like it's a clean death. You don't see any of the gruesomeness. You know, um, like Logan was a little bit grittier, and that's probably why I like that one better than the others. Um, but if you're going to have some fake bullshit, this is at least dark and gloomy, and so it works for me. The only thing is, and this happens to me frequently, I like the show, but absolutely hated every single character. <laughs> the only character I didn't disdain was the uh the keep the guy that ended up being the keeper. Oh yeah. Um, um Yen. Yeah uh yeah, okay, Yen. Um he was the only person in the show that that had a clear he once he got an objective, once he became a part of the story, um he had a clear objective. He knew exactly what he needed to do and he did it. Huh. He didn't he wasn't wishy washy. He wasn't all full of stupid emotions, and, and, and he didn't jump around all over the place. He was focused. He was the only redeemable character, as far as I could tell. Now, he failed in his mission, but it really wasn't his fault because of the way that last scene went down. Yeah. Um, everybody else was just just a ball of, of trauma and emotions and um, saying they felt one way and um, demonstrating that they absolutely didn't feel that way with their actions. It Everybody was just chaos. Uh, and it, it makes my brain hurt because you have to watch these characters and try to figure out who the fuck they are with like no indication of who they actually are. Yeah. So they come off very much as like a bunch of uh, teenagers who really don't know themselves. So one more uh, bit of trivia, and mm -hmm. then I will hand the reins to you because you actually oh. – oh, well, two more pieces of trivia. And then I'll hand the reins to you because you actually care about this show. I've got the notes if we need them. Oh, but I don't – you're not expecting me to, like, remember anything from it, are you? No, we'll just we'll – just... Oh, this will be – listen, if you give me the reins, you're about to find out how short this podcast <laughs> could really be because I don't remember the – we work differently. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't want to sit through you telling the whole story any fucking way. All ten, 
All 10 episodes of this show released on the 16th of October, mm-hmm. 2020. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. Things you may have been watching that fall as COVID was starting to yeah. loosen up. A show loosen called- up? Yeah. You mean begin? No. Yeah, 2020 was the beginning. Like the end of 2019 was when it started. Uh-huh. And then 2020 was when it started happening. And by the end of 2020, people were starting to be allowed to go back to movie theaters what are you and go out about? public. Oh, yes. It was more than a year. It was about a year. Well, anyway. What the hell? Fall of 2020, when things were starting to loosen up a bit, people were. So you say, sure. Started not wearing their masks anymore. And, what are you yeah. talking about? Anyway, shows you might have watched. Yeah. Filthy Rich. Don't know what that is. Oh, that's the, um, I believe that's the all Asian cast. No, that's Crazy Rich Asians. No, that's a movie. movie. No, they, they oh. did a show. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know, but we didn't watch it. A show called Utopia. Don't know anything about that. Uh, I think we tried to watch that. Mm-hmm. A show I didn't watch, but I know was very popular called Emily in Paris. Yeah, that's a show that got dismissed very quickly as a girl show. That's not for dudes. I uh, haven't watched it because it didn't sound interesting. Netflix released The Queen's Gambit that fall. Mm. That was very popular. We still didn't watch that. No, we still we didn't don't care it. about it. That was a very popular locked-in-your-house show. Yeah. Um, a show called The Right Stuff. I think you watched... The right stuff. Yeah, about a show or a movie. A show. Because isn't the Queen Gambit, Queen's Gambit, a movie? No, it's a show. Oh well, then I don't fucking know anything. Um. Uh, the right stuff. Um. It's about the guys that first went to space. I thought you watched that one. No, that was Astronauts Wives Club. I think that I'm yeah. thinking of. All right. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I don't think I watched this one. The remake. Of The Stand dropped this fall. Well, I guess we all know what we were watching. Yep. And a cute little horror show called The Haunting of Bly Manor. (gasps) Oh, yes. By the people who brought you The Haunting of Hill House. Those. Okay. uh, It's Bloom House that's doing those. Okay. I don't know. Um, I fell in love with them. Anything they do, I'm watching and I don't care. Them and Shudder, I'm like, oh, I don't need to hear the story. Let's go. And I'll find out what's going on. I mean, that's the best way to watch a movie anyway, right? Yeah. Those two shows uh, were some of the first, like, quote, unquote, scary stories I read as a kid. Um, Because, you know, I was homeschooled and I I read classics for funsies um, or else. (laughs) Uh, the only the only kid books I got to read were, was in the outhouse because they were like quick reads and then you know and th- those were um they were they were done so well my only problem is uh because of where I grew up I have this uh yikes that triggers me about animal harm and animal death and I can't watch the haunting of Hill House because of the kitty cats thing. And I don't want to say why, because it'll traumatize everyone listening. But I want to rewatch it, but I can't remember which episode it is, so I just don't. So much better than anything we've watched for this podcast. I'm not even playing. <laughs> no, it's, they are really good shows. Oh, if God, you're into horror and you can handle some, some... Yeah, and the other one's based on Rebecca, 
and I'm not going to give that away if you don't know, but Rebecca is one of the best haunted house things ever. That's Blind Manor. That's the one that came yeah. out at the same time. Yeah. As oh, it's oh, and they've done they've redone it a gajillion times, and I always forget what the truth is till the very end, and I'm always like, oh, this is Rebecca. <laughs> All right, so I haven't met Damien Hellstrom in the comics yet. Yeah, the, I, the name's a little on the nose, isn't it? But I will soon, yeah. I will soon. He makes his first appearance in the first issue of Volume 2 of Ghost Rider. Okay. In uh, September of 1973. So you're close to that? I'm getting close to that, yes. Okay. Uh, very quickly. I'll be interested to know if the characters in the comic book... Are better than the show. He was he was much loved and very quickly uh, under a a darker uh, what do they call them um, section of Marvel mm-hmm. called Marvel Spotlight. Yeah. Uh, very quickly released his own book called Son of Satan. Interesting. Yeah. I. Well, I feel like that has to guarantee that the comic book character is better than the TV show character because I got nothing from the TV show character. He has no depth. And he has no... I don't know what he brings to the table. I I don't either. Uh, He has been a a defender, part of the Hellfire Club, uh, one of the Midnight Suns, and he worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, Yeah, he fits right in with Daisy. (laughs) The, um, you know, because the sister in the show, um, she brings to the table intelligence and knowledge and headstrongness, which you need in a fight like this. And she knows how to fight. She's pretty fierce. Um, and she's jaded. She's not... Uh, she actually looks at things from outside the situation. And and she's like, okay, well, we need to... We need to kill that person. This needs to happen. And that's what we're going to do. Even if it's a tough decision, that's what has to happen. You've been sitting on this for 20 years because you're a fucking pussy. <laughs> And now I'm here, so get the fuck out of the way, and let me fix this shit. And then, oh, my God, she fixed it. 20 years this shit's been going down, and he's just been, la la Yeah, you can see why she left, right? That poor abused, like, I don't like her attitude, because she and I would clash so hard, because two strong personalities that earn the same, we can't interact with each other without murdering each other. And so I don't like her personality, even though it's basically my personality because I've calmed down quite a bit and she is still in the heat of, I will murder you. And I don't really, I don't have as much of that fire anymore. I mean, unless you fucking poke me and then you're in trouble, but, uh, she will grow and become a good character. Um, the brother, I don't see any potential for him to be a good character. I don't like, I don't know what his job is. I don't know like what his responsibilities are as a hero. Yeah. Like what is he? 
we when we see him at the beginning of the show, he's showing up to like evaluate someone they think is uh, possessed. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, that kid needs mental help." Well, if they're if they're bullshitting, he calls them on their bullshit. Yeah, and if they're really possessed, he burns the demon out of them. Oh, is that what he was supposed to do? Yeah, like he was just going to go and like burn that child. Well, the the. The there's child injury. Would have survived. Yeah, but there's injury. He would have instead of having a priest come and read the magic words. Yeah. But the magic words work. Sure. We saw in the show that the magic words work. Remember when that lady was dying and the nun, the almost nun, uh, said the magic words that she's not even empowered to say because the Catholic Church doesn't give women power, uh, and then her little soul like left her body. Did you see that part, or were you asleep? Okay. Yeah, the magic words, even if the wrong person says them, work. Okay. So you don't need to burn anything. So the church is lazy? Is that what I'm hearing? He doesn't work for the church. Then directly. what's he fucking doing there with a half-nun? He's burning demons out of people. Yes, but that's what I don't understand. Apparently, if he doesn't work for the church, and he's not asking for money from these families, which would be a dirt thing to do. How does he eat or pay his bills? Like what? He's also a professor who oh, teaches yes. ethics. Where talking... they saw no classroom, or I saw no, I, not one time did he have a jacket on with elbow patches. He did not he have a jacket with elbow patches. No fucking evidence that he had a job anywhere in that. Show. We watched him teaching an ethics class. Where? When? In the first episode. Oh, so he had a job in the first episode, and then the rest of the ten episodes, he had no job. He probably went on sabbatical to fight demons. And don't you think they should have mentioned that? I don't know. I just know okay. that he was an ethics professor. And then, and then teaching, and then later on, his sister's like, and you're an ethics professor? Sure. I didn't catch that she said that, or I just didn't care. Um, this brings me to... My big complaint and critique about the show. Okay. Because the entire show from beginning to end had a whole bunch of things that didn't make any fucking sense. Um, there were no consequences for anything that happened. Um, somebody gives birth. Uh, where she got pregnant, grew a baby, and gave birth in what, like one day? A couple, maybe. Um, and they take her to the hospital. They had cut the baby out of her. You said they cut the baby out of her, but they didn't. Dude grabbed a scalpel, and there was no cutting. There was no cutting. They didn't show the cutting, but dude grabbed the scalpel and went after her, and she screamed. And then after he pulled the baby out, the other guy says, "So born in blood," and dude said, "Born in blood." They cut her. They cut that baby out of her. I watched that episode twice. I did not see them cut the baby out of her. They didn't show the cutting, but they showed him grab a scalpel and go after her vagine. Okay, well, let me explain to you that they don't don't grab a scalpel. Well, he went under her skirt. He grabbed a scalpel and went under her skirt and then then later pulls the baby and they say born in blood. Well, maybe he gave her an episiotomy if he pulled the baby out from under her skirt. I, I don't know that. Well, I just, as the only person in this room that's given birth, I'm telling you, they did not give her a cesarean section. But they go to the hospital with this alleged cut open. But at the very least, they're going to be like, hey, uh, you're bleeding from your vagina and you have 
you, you know my stretch marks on my belly, and that's from slowly growing over nine months. Can you imagine the rips in your skin if it gets that big in one day? Well, but she was magically growing. Yeah, the baby was magically growing. They weren't magically making her be healthy. Otherwise, she wouldn't be in the hospital. So that not one time did the doctor say, where's the baby? What happened? She's just in the hospital like half in a coma. And the doctors don't give a fuck. That's a problem. That kind of stuff happened frequently. Because I'm like, like the logistics of the real world did not exist in that show. That's that's like a better way to put it altogether. Logistics did not exist. Um, and usually they do that for shows. You never see anybody eat or go to the bathroom or they have a baby and you never see the baby or them taking care of it. Um, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but this just was like... With no explanation, everything just went smoothly, like magic. And that really drives me nuts as a person who's very rooted in reality. Yeah. Um, I just, because those things, if you're on like a an adventure quest type of thing, uh, those things would get in your way and cause story problems. So then you have to use your intellect to get out of those and that's part of the storytelling, like coming up with a lie about what happened with her being pregnant and then not pregnant. Um, like whose DNA is in that baby? Or is that a baby that that's mama demon, son demon DNA in a incest baby that's a demon and they're not going to kill it? Or is it her DNA and, and Damon's DNA merged together. Like, what's the answer to that? Mm-hmm. They just didn't even, they hand-waved it. Yeah. They also hand-waved that mom demon had sex with her son demon. I mean, to be fair, it was the least intimate romantic sex I've ever seen on TV. But they did it. And the fucked up thing was, if they had left them alone... They would have done it anyway. Yeah, but I think that they needed to be in their hosts. To infuse that baby with something. To infuse that baby with... Which makes it incest. Yeah. This um, this is the conclusion I'm drawing, and I'm telling you, the dreams last night were not pleasant. Because at the same time they conceived the baby, the mother demon switched from host being hosted by nun girl and became hosted by the zygote yes and then the next question is this is another thing that they they just did and you're not supposed to think about it too hard um she took the the uh shit what was her name the demon woman took on the um the face and body of Damon to trick the nun. Yeah. And then when she went back to what she normally looks like, she took on the face and body of Damon's mom, but Damon's mom and her body are at a hospital. So if this demon can manifest herself with an image, why does she need a body? I think that, the only person that could see her at that time was Gabby. The the almost, We have uh, no evidence of that. 
um, I, I believe that she was projecting an image into Gabby's head. What? Okay. But again, we, we have no proof of that. No, we don't. But I, I think that's what we were supposed to get out of that. Uh, well, I didn't get that out of that because they didn't tell me. Yeah. And if you want me to know something, then you have to tell me. Otherwise, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, and they somewhat contradicted that when Gabby's like, this is all in my head, and then other real humans popped in. Yeah, they weren't in her head at all. They gave her food. Yeah. They had to open... I mean, like, that was... That really happened. That was really physically happening. And I know that part really confused you because you thought they were in the head in, in her head... But then I was like, well, then how are both of them in her head? That makes no sense. Yeah, and, and then the demon was the chick again. And it, that was all confusing. And that's, again, that's one of those things where, like, logistically it made no sense. Uh, this show also, with all the stuff that was supposed to maybe be magic-y, they didn't really let you know if something was real or not, ever. You never get confirmation about whether something's real or not. And that's frustrating because then you are watching the show to just have it happen to you and you don't have a real understanding of what's going on. And that pulls me out some. I mean, it gives you something to talk about. Yeah. Get loudly while you're watching the show and not understanding what's happening. Um, so should we base, do you want me to do a basic I'll show you what I mean by doing a basic overview of a thing that happened. Okay. Okay? It's going to be fast, so, like, pay attention. Don't blink. <laughs> so, I don't know names. That's the problem. I can help you with those. Okay. Damon and his sister. His sister's name is Anne. Are half human, half demons. <coughs> their mama is a human, and their daddy... Was a le I guess they don't ever explain it. A demon inside of a man's body. Okay. He was a serial killer. Mom didn't know. Serial killer dad used to take the daughter because apparently the daughter was like the tougher of the two. I'm not going to comment on that. Okay. Uh, which in fact is a comment on that. <laughs> he used to take his daughter to his serial killings and then he tried to give the serial killing trinkets to mom mom didn't know what was going on but she knew something was wrong so she rejected them so he started gifting his daughter the murdered women's jewelry and what have you which she kept I think is weird because she did know what was going on um at some point, Dad leaves. Mom becomes um, possessed by yet another demon. Is We don't know if there's a connection or not. Like, did they know each other? Because even with the end of the episode, of the last episode, I'm not sure who everybody is to each other, and it's weird. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so she's possessed for 20 years, because nobody knows how to fix her. Um and at 12, her son calls the people in, with the white nets and the, puts her in a mental hospital. Some group called the Blood, which is a stupid name, 
They're not vampires. I don't know why they're called that. Maybe the blood of Christ. Well, then now it's even dumber. <laughs> because it has nothing to do with anything. Okay. Jesus would be so mad about the way people talk about him. I swear to God. No pun irony intended. Um, anywho, uh, they're all mad that these half demons exist. Um, and they're like racist and want to kill them. But the nun, who is now a psychologist, yeah, at back in the day is a nun, takes the boy and raises him. That's Damon. Yep. And the girl, whose name is Anne. Anne. Why couldn't I remember that? Gets thrown into a foster home where she gets molested and murders the foster dead. And her friend. Yen. Yen, yep. She calls him to help her dispose of the body, and that's why they're still friends. Their friendship is born in blood. Ironically. <laughs> so, she's abused, abandoned, treated like shit. She has psychological problems because her father turned her into a serial killer uh, uh, apprentice. Apprentice. Because he thought she was going to grow up to be a full demon, I guess. <laughs> um, and now she's an antiquities dealer with her friend. And there's definitely some illegal shit going on there. But they, like, hand wave all of that. And Damon is raised by a woman who used to be a nun, but now is a psychologist. And I don't know anything about how he grew up. Or what he does. Except apparently he's an ethics professor. But the only ethics professor I've ever witnessed. Who does not practice what he's supposed to be teaching to students. At all. <laughs> and that might be why I thought she was joking. When she said, and you're an ethics professor. Because clearly he's not qualified. There is no way that dude went to college. There's no way that guy has a regular nine-to-five job. There's no way. He looks like he's 20 years old that any of his students, his alleged students, because I didn't see them, respect him or listen to him. I think it's a cover. <laughs> so I literally, I know nothing about him except who he was born from, and he's a fucking pussy. He could have killed his mother a long time ago. Right? Sure. Get rid of the demon. He Well, but... But instead, which is better? If you get inhabited by a demon, which is better? I kill you, and the demon fucks off. Maybe or maybe not, I can bring you, bring you back. Once the demon fucks off. Because that's the first idea I would have. Or, I put you in a mental hospital for 20 some odd years, and you just fucking stare at a wall when you're not painting the wall with your own shit. Which is better? Which would you choose for yourself? Get, remember, I will keep this in mind later when it comes up. I mean, I'd rather not be staring at a wall for 20 years. Exactly. That would drive me insane. Yes. But it'd be okay because I'm already in the insane asylum. Sure. But you're sure as fuck not getting out. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, no, fuck him. He's a dumbass. And the, the nun who's allegedly a psychologist... 
I, they called her doctor. Yes, so, they do call her doctor. So at the very least, she lied to them and said she was a doctor. I, I don't know what's really going on here because I don't know how you could be a psychologist in such a small amount of time. So the psychiatric hospital is named like St. Sebastian's or whatever. So I think... You mean to tell me that you think that a psychologist joined a, the, a nun order? Uh, well, you can still go to school after you become a nun. She you could have, yeah, she could have gotten a degree. Yeah, no love, no, 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 no. But either way, I think the church—it's one of those religious hospitals uh-huh. where the church owns it. Sure. And so they put a nun as the head administrator of their one, institution. I find it very hard to believe they put a nun they do in that charge the of the institution. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's always priests. Well, when you, you see that. Yeah, fair enough. Um. And also, I find it very hard to believe that the Catholic Church would let a black woman nun go get educated. Because the first way and best way to get somebody to not believe in religion anymore is to send them to college where they learn the truth. But not if you send them to the religious schools. Sure. But you think a religion... You know what? Fine. No, that works for me. That explains why she sucks ass. But she went to a religious psychology school. (laughs) Sure. She went to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not a religious school, is it? What does Notre Dame mean? Well, there's a real Notre Dame, and then there's the Notre Dame here in the United States. Those are different places. Fair enough. So I don't know what you're tripping about. Like, they call the Boston Celtics the Boston Celtics. So don't be all thinking America does anything, right? Fair enough. No. Anywho. So... That's the background, all that bullshit. So the point of the show, mom needs to get purged of the demon. Dad is a demon. We have to kill him. All of a sudden, we discover there's a group called the Blood, and we have to stop them from what they're doing because they don't know what to do. So their best option was to put people who are possessed by demons in comas, which is awful and horrible and illegal. And wrong and terrible. We need to explore that later. Yes, but I'm telling the basic story. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so those people come after them once they find out that they are not dead, which must have been a shock. But we never see any of that. We don't know any. We don't have any understanding of who's in charge of that or what the structure is or what's going on there at all whatsoever because none of it gets explained. We just know that this mean old lady is bossing people around, um, and she's really ineffective. Um, and that's the whole point of the whole 10 episodes is kill dad, save mom. And, oh yeah, these blood people. As an afterthought. That's it. Boom. It took longer than I wanted it to. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the show. Okay. Without details, because, you know, you don't need details if you're going to watch the show. So here's what I understand about the mythos of these demons. Okay. It's very similar to what gets presented to us in Supernatural. Mm -hmm. If you're a bad soul, Mm -hmm. you basically, like, go to hell to get training and eventually become a demon. And this is, and you're not, but you're basing this on what uh, you looked up and not what was The snippets I've heard and what little I've looked up. Because absolutely no mythos was in the show. So... Obviously, the longer you're a demon, the more power you have. Okay. Uh, the older you are, the stronger sure. you are. That's completely logical. Completely logical. So, mother 
who is the is the, the nickname de- of the demon. The demon who is an inhabited mom and yeah. who tells everybody her real name is Cthulhu or something yes. close to that. Yes. Uh, anyway, she's supposedly a really powerful demon. Uh, these, these demons, the really, really powerful demons, can go around marking specific hosts they want inhabited, and the lesser demons are then... Call easy. those call those demons the Igors. Sure. They can more easily jump into people if the people have been marked. I'm wondering, like, they're marking them because those people are compatible Possibly. and strong. I, I think it, so. And that way the demon doesn't have to go looking... They, it's like a, it's like putting a geotag on somebody. So what I understand about the, this mythos is like the demons operating the, the body like a, a meat puppet. If that demon gets purged from that body, either because of an exorcism uh-huh. or because the body dies, then the demon goes back to hell. It hits its spawn point again. Yeah. And then waits for an opportunity to jump into another body. Yeah. And they don't have to be. Like in Supernatural, uh, Lucifer would have to be right in front of the body he wants to occupy and then jump in through his mouth. These just, like, spawn inside of you, apparently. Because they they try to capture Mother by putting a guy who's been marked in a cage. And that works out really well. So what what we learned from this throughout the show is that Damien's methodology of purging people, mm-hmm. burning the demon out of them. It's actually killing the demon. It does not kill the demon. It, no. It's simply giving that one host a little relief, and then the demon can come back and jump into somebody else. Or that like same to, person. Or that same person, like, tomorrow. Yeah. So he's basically so he's useless. doing jack shit. Yeah, well, that's the same way in Supernatural. Uh if they, you know, they do the exorcism and the demon just goes back to hell and they can come back whenever they want. Yeah. Um. So it, it's like a Band-Aid on a leaking dam. So there are a couple of hell-forged weapons that actually <laughs> kill the demon, but also kill the host. Much like raptor toes. Sure. That also kills the host. So that's bad because yep. you want to save the host. Sure. But it's better to kill the demon than it is, and the host than it is to... Just keep perpetuating the well, yeah, war. Well, yeah, why would you continually fight that war if Yeah. it's like Superman arresting, I don't know, who's a Superman villain, over and over and over, and over again? Sure. I don't know why I said Superman. I kind of was thinking Batman, because Batman is the one that I really think of doing that. The so, Joker, over and over again. So the blood has found uh, a method to circumvent this exorcism, exorcism, can, exorcism all over again. I can see the logic in it. But the reality of it is absolutely hideous. Yeah. So while they, when they capture a demon and they have these coins or something they put on their forehead to pause. Oh, they're they're like um, uh, what do you call those? Like when they take a saint and sell pieces of them. Uh, Relics. Relics. Yeah. They're like relics. They they take those demons in their house, and they bring them to a hotel, and they medically induce a coma mm-hmm. to, tr- in order to trap that demon in that meat sack like a battery. Yeah. Without any concern about the future of that human. 
Um, and that without their friends and family knowing yes. that these people in this hotel are all missing people. Because while the demon's in that body, it's not going to die of old age. So they can essentially trap those demons for eternity. You would think that a group like this would be actively working to figure out how to change the methodology. Because, you know, I can see the logic of it. All right, let's put these people in a coma until we figure out the right way to do this. There's got to be special magic words that do something different, right? Yeah. But because the show is poorly written, we don't see that. We don't know that. This is a story I'm telling myself. Like, if I was in charge of it, what I would be doing. It does not appear... That that's what they are doing. They don't. There. This is just a hotel. It's not. There's no lab. There are no scientists. No priests working on solutions. No problem solving. We're just. It's a whole hotel. How do they get money? How do they? How do they afford the? Uh, I mean, are they feeding these bodies or are they just keeping them asleep? They, yeah. I mean, like, what what are the logistics of this situation? And because that started to drive me nuts immediately. And, and the way they were talking, they had several hotels all over the world. Yeah. It, well, you would have to. Yeah. Uh, if demons really are this pervasive of a problem. Yeah. Uh, so who's paying for that? Who's in charge of that? That is not just like a criminal organization. That is an entire corporation. Yeah. So it, it makes no sense. There has to be an R&D department. Or what are they? They're just going to do this for literally forever? Literal, literally forever. Because... I want to know how old is the oldest body? How long have they been doing this? I mean, how long have we been able to medically put people in coma? Well, I mean... Because it can't have started before that. Well, I mean, like say these medical comas are induced basically by anesthetic. Yeah. So since 1960, 19, no, 1950? It, it can't be much older than that. Yeah, because they used to put women in twilight to give birth forcibly. Yeah, because and they have to put them in medical comas because these demons are capable. If they're, like, trapped and can't get out of a, a cave in the ground, these demons are capable of, like, snapping their host net yep. by turning the head all the way around. Yeah. And then the host is dead and they get to go back to their spawn point. Yep. Yeah. Um this the worst part of the show because it was an underdeveloped storyline. Yeah. Um, um the, uh, this is it. When you ask me later. No, you're supposed to do the best. Well I like to tell you the bad thing too. <laughs> uh. Because there's always one that's burning me up inside. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, I, I would be okay with it if they were figuring out a different way at the same time. Yeah. I, however, see no evidence of that. And, um, it's abhorrent. It, and it doesn't solve the problem, right? Even if you, if, if you like subscribe to, uh, the fact that this Catholic faith seems to be the, the correct one. Yeah. That's a joke. All, all your other religions are wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, conservatively, got demons. conservatively, 75% of people are going to hell. 
if even half of them become demons, mm-hmm. you're going to run out of the hotel space mm-hmm. just catching and trapping these demons in Forever. your sacks. Forever. Forever. Yeah. And here's the twist that makes it even more horrible. Hmm. When the demon inhabits a human being, they create like this internal prison cell of their worst moments hmm. and make them relive that over and over and over again while the demon operates. So when you take this person that is been possessed. I must have missed that part. Was oh, that the first part of the season. Yeah, it's throughout. We learn this throughout. Well, or we don't. As we're exploring uh, mom and mother's relationship, they talk about it. So when you oh, take well, that, honey, that I missed it. When you take that person and put them into a medically induced coma for eternity, mm-hmm. you are trapping that human soul in that prison of torment for Listen, eternity. The the Catholic Church is not in the business of worrying about your soul. They're in the <laughs> business of making sure that you have as many children as possible so that the next generation will be bigger and they will have more money. That's like literally the entire reason for the Catholic Church. So the human is trapped in this hellscape for eternity while the demon is trapped in a body that can't it can't operate and is then staring out of the eyes of this comatose really. patient. Their eyelids are closed, so that demon's just sitting there. Sitting there listening to what's going on. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep for eternity. Yeah. There is no part of that that is not fucking torture. Yeah. Well, for the demon, good. But for the person, yeah. you got to hope that they were a good person in the first place and their worst thing isn't really that bad. <laughs> what if the worst thing I ever did was burn dinner that one time? Aw. Darn. <laughs> I mean, actually, everything I've ever done that was the worst thing I've ever done, I can justify. I got a couple of things I regret because they're embarrassing. But nothing that would be torture. Well, but things that people have done to you could also be the worst day of your life. Oh, you mean multiple opportunities to fuck somebody up because they bothered me? (laughs) Because. (sighs) No, I pretty much always come out on top. I mean, bad stuff has happened to me, but then I fixed it. So it's not a problem. Right? Okay. I'm immune. Now, my my question. You will be tuning an antenna so that you're... Well, fuck you. That's you. Damn you. Come up with a better answer. How absolutely dare you. In perpetuity, you will be turning the antenna just just one more turn. Well, my dad chews while he's talking on the phone. (laughs) Wait, I need a pause. I, I need a minute. I, I have to recover from this. Because <laughs> I literally just lived an eternity inside my head dealing with that. Okay, children. Uh, a little bit about that statement. Uh, in the before times, uh, we got our television through waves in the air. And we would have... <laughs> we still do. We would have big antennas <laughs> next to our house. Not everybody. And it's just us. Especially if you lived in the middle of nowhere, you would have a really tall antenna. And the parents of the before time were never satisfied with the quality of picture that was coming. And our uh, 
um, our parents didn't have access to remotes. So the children were the remotes. Yes. That's an important. And, and so if the picture quality wasn't perfect, the child of the before times would go outside, no matter how cold or crappy the weather was, oh, yeah. and rotate Actually, the, the crappier the weather, the more likely you're going to be out there. Fair enough. And would rotate the pole just a little bit to try and move the antenna in a direction that would catch the television signal better. Now, most people, most children of the 80s were just standing by the TV holding the rabbit ears. Fair enough. You and I, I don't know how this happened, but you and I both came from Kentucky from out of state. And somehow... Both had to deal with the antenna thing and both had to use an outhouse. And so we ended up married to the only other person that we know that can empathize with that exact childhood experience. Yeah. So invariably. It's kind of amazing if you think about it. Invariably, as you're tuning this antenna. Oh, yes. That's exactly what you're about to say. You would pass up the great picture. And move on to worse. Yep. And then you would have to rotate it back in the other direction until you passed the perfect picture again. And this would go on until the TV show was over. And you missed it while they were... I didn't because our antenna was uh, right outside the door. So I could stand at the antenna. We built the porch around the antenna. So I could stand on the deck that we built and turn the pipe that was metal. I have a story for you. And look at the TV at the same time because if dad had to go do something, I could still turn the antenna and see the TV and see. Oh, let's see. That's helpful. Pretty fucking handy. But I still had my dad yelling out the door a little bit more, a little bit more. And I'm like, nope, dad, this is the exact perfect. Like I have done the troubleshooting. This is the spot. No, it could get better. It's been better before. And I'm like, there's a cloud. You got to. One time, dead of winter, probably one of the times that we got iced in and couldn't leave the house and we were all cranky as fuck. Um, And I'd had enough. I went outside with naked hands and put my hands on the fucking pole. Oh. Yo, you know what's coming. Yeah. I got both hands stuck on the pole. Oh. Nobody was in the living room to help me. They were all do- off doing something else. You know how I got off that pole? Did you have to spit on your... Yeah. Yeah. I had to spit on my hand at the top and go... <sighs> and peel my hands off. That's good radio, by the way. With the breathing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not scarred. Mm. I did a pretty good job, but that shit... <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. I... I can remember right now as we're talking about it, the exact topography of the that part of the pole, all the little pits. And, like, you know how a, a metal rusts and then you rub the rust off so it has that rusty color, but you don't actually see the rust? Like, the exact color of it and everything. And, and it was – the pole was this big. It, it Fogging trauma, I'm telling you. I would invariably miss the first 10 or 15 minutes of every show. And now oh, that it was the antenna from the – it was through the kitchen and off the porch, so... Oh. Yeah. So, so the opposite side of the house from the TV? Basically, yeah. Fuck me. So th- now that I'm thinking about it... You can't tell what show an episode is until 
well into it. And it now that I'm thinking about it, really explains why I'm so adamant about pausing the show right when it starts so nobody misses the opening. Yeah. Well, the opening is usually like... The most important part. Yeah. Like, okay, listen, I want to know, did you ever, because I did this, it never worked out for me because I'd still get yelled at, but did you ever go, oh, dad's show's going to be on in 20 minutes? Let me go fuck with the antenna to make the show perfect so that... Oh, no, because we were watching something on the other channel before that show came up. So it had to be turned for that channel. How many channels did you guys get? Two. We got BKO and we got Fox. Oh. ABC and Fox. That's all we got. Yeah. Well, we got PBS, but nobody cared about that. Yeah, those those are the three we got you guys didn't watch. Okay, our PBS, well... This is a long conversation. Our PBS came in very fuzzy, no matter what you did. Um, but if you go hold the antenna, for some reason, it makes it better. So I, uh, there's a lot of TV that I've watched standing on a porch. But try, Isn't that funny? Try skipping the first 15 minutes of an episode of X-Files and jump into it there and see how fucking much sense it makes. Man, the first 15 minutes of the show... Uh, sets up the premise. That's the the. Oh my God! If you were watching America's Most Wanted, you'd miss the whole crime. They'd be like, "Oh, we're looking for this motherfucker." Oh, really? Why? I don't know. Yeah. Like if you saw a mass murderer walking down the street, you have no idea why he looked familiar. Yeah, and then ask ask my stepdad what's going on in the middle of the show. Shut the fuck up! I'm watching my show. We have to watch from the commercial, dork. Uh-huh. That's what the commercials are for. No, the commercials are for me to go get him another beer. <laughs> I'm so glad that my parents didn't drink. Oh my god, what the our kids want to know why we're so traumatized and why we were all bad parents. This is why. Because we're not bad parents. We are better parents than our parents were. So go fuck yourselves. <laughs> This is because you know what I learned. If you put aluminum foil on the fucking antenna, your kid doesn't have to touch the antenna. Did you know that? You can, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, you can take aluminum foil, put it up both rabbit ears, and then make a banner of aluminum foil between the two things, and make a fucking antenna shield that replaces the electrical power of a child. Yeah, also, uh, grounding the antenna would go a long way to making it work. <gasps> what? Yeah, we didn't know that in the before times either. Yes, we fucking did. Okay, well, I didn't know that in the before times. Our antenna was literally grounded. Oh, ours wasn't. Oh, it literally was on the dirt. <laughs> no, I mean, it was in the dirt, but it wasn't. Listen to my joke, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was grounded, Jay. <laughs> yeah. It was... <laughs> But so there is a hell that you could be trapped in. There is. Oh, followed up by having to go poop in the winter time. My legs. So I'm pretty sure everybody knows I'm short. We had a double outhouse, and it had where the toilet seats were. It was basically just a very large wooden box. That was tall enough that my dad could just sit down and touch the floor. And my dad was uh, short for a dude. He wasn't quite six feet tall. Uh, Well, I guess that's not short. That's average. 
Um, but I sit on the toilet seat and there were two full boards between the bottom of my feet and the floor, which is about a foot. So I'd have to turn around and go. And then what I do, because I'm hypermobile, is I would pick up my leg and put my feet on either side of the toilet seat like this. I can't do it without the and sit like this and like that. So I look like frog legs. Because one time there was a possum in there, and another time a snake went, there's a hole right between your feet down the floor, and a snake went through there. And so I was scared that a snake would come through there, and I would be reading and not see it, and, you know, get bit. So I put my feet up, right? And that's why my fucking knees are fucked up now, I bet you. <laughs> um uh, and uh, one time the window was open in the outhouse, and there was a big tree next to it. Uh, and my mom was in the bathroom. Thank God it wasn't fucking me. Um, and <laughs> a snake came and was on the tree branch. And I don't know how my dad heard her because he could never hear me when I called for help. She screamed for my dad so loud that he heard her. It, the, the door must have been open. He came running with a shotgun because, like, that's what my dad did. If you start screaming Jim or Jimbo, which is what my mom called him when she was in trouble... Uh, so he'd know the difference. Uh, he'd come running with a shotgun and shot the fucking thing next to my mom's head with a shotgun. Okay, that's how much we trusted him. A shotgun. The whole branch came off the tree with the snake, and the snake lost his head, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I got to take the snake head to school the next day. Everybody in Edmonton Elementary can tell you about this and will confirm. I took a rattlesnake head to the school to show everybody. I had him in a little styrofoam cup. Uh, and um, this is why everybody thinks I'm fucking crazy. Um, and I, I had to explain to them. I didn't ask permission to do this. I just brought it into third grade class. Miss Becky Nunnally and all the people with the similar last name of me all saw this. And I had explained to them they couldn't touch it. Because the snake head um, was still chomping. In the styrofoam cup all the way to school. <laughs> and if you touch, a, it looks dead. But if you touch a snake's head, even if it's not attached to its body, it will still bite you. And you can still die from it because the venom sacs are in its jaw or behind its jaw. I know what I need to do a podcast about. <laughs> this one time when I was a kid. That's my new podcast. Because I could do that all day. <laughs> anyway holy shit how far off of the mark did we go so did we decide is this this demon roach motel is a good thing or a bad thing bad, obviously thing. bad that's why we went off on a tangent because there's no thinking to be done about it it's obviously bad yeah you figure out a way to solve your problem before you start solving the problem <laughs> or you know maybe just let people get possessed because people were getting possessed before this isn't a brand new thing. Yeah. If demons have always existed, then this has always happened. What's the problem? I mean, they m murder people and do yes, bad things. Yes, so the people. But that's a bad thing. Well, sure. So they want to stop the bad thing. Well, obviously not all demons are bad. Okay, so here's, here's the next thing that popped into my head uh, while we're watching the show. 
um, the blood people want to kill Anne and Damon, Damien, because um, <clears throat> they're spawn of a demon. Yes. So basically, they're like, you know, one drop of blood, uh, blood quantum bullshit, where you're de- you're just a demon. Okay. So my question is, when they die, are they like, are they demons? Do Does like a demon leave their body and go to hell? Or are they just people and then they die and then nothing afterwards, their soul goes to where their soul's supposed to be? Because, because logically, if when they die, like the whatever form the demon entity takes doesn't pop out of their body and like spawn back in hell, then they're not demons. They're people that were spawned by a demon. And so killing them would be immoral. Yeah, I I think that they're humans with demon powers. Same, yeah. S- therefore, the blood people are assholes. Yeah, so they could, like, go to church and be religious and then make it to heaven. Yeah, I mean, like, the whole point of Jesus is that y- you can repent, like, no matter how bad you've been, I mean, unless you call your priest a dickhead, because that's not forgivable, um, uh, you can apologize, you have to mean it, and then do better from then on, and you're a good person, even if you're a serial killer. So why the fuck would something you have no control over condemn you to hell, no matter what kind of person you are? I think It's not logical. Yeah, I think the blood was concerned of the amount of bad these two kids could do. Before. Could do. Yes. Any bad that Anne has done in her life is because... Of the way she was raised. But with the advent of uh, mental health and uh, intervention, that's not really an issue. And even without a therapist, she's perfectly fine. She hasn't killed anybody. Yeah. And she has that little voice in her head that says, hey, don't kill that person. It's a bad idea. It's bad. It's going to feel bad. It's wrong. So, maybe, perhaps, that baby that was born isn't going to be evil, except for the fact that the demon chick has already spawned in it. Yeah. That's the problem. But what's to stop her from just jumping into any other fetus? Like, I don't understand. Like, with the with the demon, whatever demon infusion that they put into the egg and the sperm. Yeah. Is she going to be more powerful that way, you suppose? Yeah. Also, I think that the whole point, because she was talking about being born into her own flesh. I, I think that she's not just possessed the child. Yeah. She is the child. Like, the there's no other soul in there but her. Okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I assumed, but, uh, or she displaced it before it jumped in. When does the soul come in? According to Catholics at the moment of conception. Well, then they don't follow the Bible at all then, do they? That is what their Bible tells them. There's literally a recipe for abortion in the Bible. I do, and a justification I, for it. I do not want to turn this into a religious discussion. This is a religious show! I know. But I don't. Taking away all of my fun. I don't want to argue the 
correctness of any particular faith. Well, I'm using their rule book, so it's not correctness. Yes. It's just following the internal canon. Their dogma says like the, the moment literal, of conception. The literal people who came up with the idea of canon, even. Whether their textbook <laughs> says it or not, their dogma says it's it a moment of conception. Anyway, okay. Fine. In that case... Uh, okay, so <clears throat> clearly these comic books were written before anybody knew what DNA was. Yeah, uh, 1970-something so, yes. when Son of Satan started, so sure. For a second, I thought you were going to say Son of Sam, and I'm like, how do you know when that happened? Hmm. You <laughs> watching my murder shows without me? Never intentionally. <laughs> um. Yeah, so before DNA, so this, if you didn't know that DNA existed, this would work. However, her DNA from 768 AD is not going to be in an ethereal, non-corporeal demon thing. No. <clears throat> so it doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't like it, and I have a very hard time, like, not thinking about that stuff. This is why nerds argue about shit. Because, Absolutely. Because some of us do not have the ability to hand wave things that don't make any sense. Yeah. She's just got a new body. Okay. Also so new she body. has respawned in a uterus instead of hell. Yes. Okay. I can't wait for the second season. This show, I feel like, with growth... The, the actors knowing each other better and being more comfortable with each other. Okay. Uh, and that the writers getting a better sense of the um, autonomy of their characters would be a, a good show. Give it like two more seasons to really get in there. <clears throat> uh, which we might get, right? Maybe. So. Because this came out in 2020. 2020. So. On Hulu. So at least one more season. No? Is this the only season? <gasps> Are you serious? This is the only season? Well, was it supposed to be a... Because it was a complete story. It was not a complete story. Not really? the way it ended. Are, are we? I mean, we can talk about sure, the ending. No. Sure. That was a complete story. No. How many movies have you watched where it ended with... Ooh, maybe there'll be another one. But it, okay, it's a... Sure. It's a complete story with a little bit of a, ooh, maybe another one will happen teaser. I mean, that's like the the formula anymore, right? You never, almost never do you get a show that ends with a, a complete wrap-up. Well, that's why I like the shows where when you come into it, it says limited series. Yes. So you know exactly what you're going to get. It's uh, unless it, it's making insane amounts of money, it doesn't get another season. Yeah. Usually when you get a second season on a show like that, it doesn't go well. Yeah. Because they tell the whole story. You get 5, 10, 15 episodes of this exact perfect story where they know exactly where it's going from the very beginning. They can weave in uh, hints and harbingers and, and, and clues where you go back and watch it and you're like, Oh, now I see the thread. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's a perfect, perfect TV. Like Himian would be if they hadn't added another season. 
Yeah. Um, which I know a lot of people say that Ted's problematic, but like he's a man and men are problematic. So it works for me. It's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. We didn't have to talk about the ending to talk about that. No. Just that <clears throat> it's definitely a cliffhanger. But it's not a cliffhanger. Well, it's a. It's, they tell they tell the whole story. Okay, let me rephrase that. It's not a cliffhanger. It is one of those the end question marks. Sure. Which surely by now you're forty three. You have learned to live with. Yeah. Because maybe that little girl grows up to be a bad person. Maybe she doesn't. The whole point of the entire season is it doesn't have to be the way people expect it to be. But also, so I, I the only question I'm left with at the end of the show is because I'm I watched it twice. Um, the little girl's he, he the demon asks the little girl where her real name is, and she says Lily, which is a name we haven't heard the whole show. Um, so maybe her demon name was the K name and. And and he's her dad, her papa. Yeah. So why does it feel to me like she was a, a maiden that lived in the 700s and became a demon by some very strange way, but she was abused and murdered before her time, and she's come back not for redemption or to be evil, but like on Supernatural, she's like a vengeful spirit. She's come back in order to get what was owed her in life, growing up and living with her family and living out the life she was supposed to live out. Sure. That's what I got from the end of that, that she's like reincarnated. And this was none of this was evil. If you think back, there was attitude... From the demon that was stuck in the mom only after they put her in a mental hospital for 20 years. Okay. She was batshit, but she was batshit because all of a sudden she's not the same person anymore. Right? Yeah. Think about the difference between a mom in 1995 and a mom in 762. Uh, this is just a number I picked out. That's not a number they said. But but I definitely got an old world Vibe from her. Yeah, and she told some kind of story about her kid outside yeah, the village. Yeah, this. Yeah, and they have places they call villages now, so it doesn't have to be old. It could have just been a couple decades ago. I don't know, but I just this is the 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 picture that popped into my head. Well, and also because she was a much more powerful demon than your run of the mill. Sure, she had to be old. So, so if you think about it, the demon wasn't an asshole until she was staring at a wall for twenty years, and even then, she wasn't. An asshole physically, which she could have been. Get away from me was her, the only thing that she did with her power. If you think back on the whole season. Okay. She was nasty. She had an attitude and she trash talked, but put me in a mental hospital for two days and see how I come out. Sure. I, I'm probably after two days, the same level of bitch that she was after 20 years. For real. She was like nice. <laughs> um, and then her entire goal 
she didn't go about it the right way, but why would you? It's been 20 years and you've been trying to get back to life since whenever you died. Uh, so she's not, she's thinking emotionally. The demon is thinking emotionally and just, just trying to get her goal by any means necessary. And she only picked the nun because she happened to be there. Um, and, um, and I'm guessing she used Damien because he has powers. So that means she'll still have some powers when she's born, uh, I'm assuming. Uh, or there's a possibility that she will. Uh, so I feel like they're just trying to get reincarnated. Like, they're trying to make it happen because it wasn't happening for them. Okay. If you look at it from the demons, the demons they gave us, their perspective... I don't know what the motivations for the the eating are. That when the, the one de- the dad demon was eating people, or if that's just his way of getting rid of someone that needed to get got getting shit. I can't talk. If that was just his way of getting rid of someone that needed to be gotten rid of, or like it's perfect cleanup, you murder somebody and eat them. Oh yeah, shit them out. Nobody's the wiser. Okay. But if you think about it from the demon's perspective, they might not actually be evil. It's just that humans are prejudiced assholes and are scared of anything that they're not familiar with. And if these demons are people who've just gone sour, it makes sense. They have human motivations. There's not like a demon faction where they have like this goal of taking... I did not get the impression anywhere that they were like trying to take over the world. This is not a large scale like operation or calculated anything. That one Modoc or whatever that kept coming back. he was The a, dad was a serial killer. Yeah, he was a pretty bad dude. But there's there are bad apples in every bunch. Yeah. Because um. that, that one dude that was like possessing a guy while he was pinned to uh, underneath a car, he was he was pretty vile. And then he came back in another body two or three other times. Well, and I, don't, I don't know which demon it was at the very end who was in... Uh, Sam and Dean's dad. Yeah. I, I don't know which demon that was. He didn't. She Not just, Sam and Dean's dad. Sam and Dean's grandpa. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. I don't know which demon that was. So possibly that's a serial killer dad, and that's a worse ep- ending than I think. Yeah. I honestly don't know which one it was. I do know that they said that he was really charismatic, so it's possible that he was the bad guy serial killer dude. I don't know. Yeah. But what I saw was a man who just got reunited with his daughter after hundreds of years. He was definitely a a bad mojo motherfucker because when Yen says, I'm a keeper, you can't touch me, Mm -hmm. he just starts dropping random people. And if someone had your daughter and wouldn't give her back, what would you do? Fair enough. Fair enough. Because I'll tell you right now. I don't give a shit about collateral damage. No. If somebody took one of our kids now as adults, um, and I had even an inkling of who it was, I can't say legally what I would do, but it wouldn't be legal. <laughs> and they wouldn't like it. And our kids are adults. I would yeah. I would do things to make it right. And I'm, I'm not playing. I don't give a shit about no. going back to prison. This is fair. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I just because he has the ability to snap their necks without looking at them does not mean he's any different than you. 
Fair enough. I'm telling you. It's because when you're talking about your babies, you will do any fucking thing. I'll choke a motherfucker from the other side of the death stone. Exactly. As a matter of fact, we don't even know if dad was a quote unquote serial killer. We don't know why he was killing people. We know he killed people. But we have no idea why. Because why, why else, if demons are all evil, why would he woo a woman enough to make her fall in love with him, marry her, and then have children with her? What's the motive here? I don't know. And, and one of the things, the themes that kept coming up was, I only need one. He was talking about his two kids, but mm-hmm. he kept saying, I only need one. Well, maybe and, the reason he picked the younger daughter instead of the older son was because he was trying to bring his daughter back. Yeah. Maybe he accidentally killed people because he was trying to bring his daughter back over and over and over and over again. So he married her to make a girl baby. And that's why they had two kids because he need, he wanted a girl baby. So that he could have his original daughter back. She was the favorite. Um, so maybe he's not a serial killer. Maybe that was all a demon daddy experiment gone wrong. Which, I mean, is bad. Oh, yes. I love creating story. Because all of the people he, quote unquote, serial killed mm-hmm. were all demon infested people who were trying to stop him. Maybe. Sure. I don't know about keeping the trophies, though. That's a little weird. Well, I mean, men are stupid. Right? Uh, I, th- I think we can mostly stipulate that most men are stupid. And he would look at a little bobble and go, well, I don't want to throw that away. Like, my wife would like that little butterfly necklace. Men are dumb. Yeah. I mean, I love my stepdad, but he goes to Walmart to get whatever trinket because that's what he's supposed to do. Like, it's it, there's no thought or meaning behind it. Um, so that could just be stupidity. I don't know. Or he's a demon, and if they're really from the 700s, and they're and and here you go, I fixed it for you. They're Nordic from way back. When he was a Viking, he's not a demon. He's a Viking. And pillaging is just raping and pillaging. Bringing your wife back trinkets is like the whole point. Boom. I can justify anything. (laughs) Maybe you should be an ethics professor. Oh, no, no, no. That's a... Non-ethics, <laughs> Professor. I can justify doing things that look bad. I think that's the opposite. Actually, uh, that was one of the things, Dad's big things, that when we had uh, dinner table discussions that would go on for hours would be thought uh, problems like that. Yeah. And that's why I'm good at it, because I think my dad... Um, fancied himself a Plato and and I was Socrates and he would make me think of things from different perspectives, which causes a real problem because all the time I'm trying to decide what I think about a thing and I can see both sides and can't decide. Yeah. It's frustrating. Well, was it this show that I, I hollered at the TV? I can trolley problem my way out of anything. Oh, trolley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, because the trolley problem 
is applicable to practically anything. Yeah. If you overthink, like Cheaty, yeah. in the good, good place. place. Uh, why can I remember Cheaty, but I can't remember Anne? <laughs> well, because Anne is boring and and Cheaty is distinctive and I like saying it. Um, if you overthink like he does, everything is a trolley problem. If you know, if you can see the consequences. Three decisions down the road, everything, you become locked up, which I think is why so many people are so callous, because they've learned to just, you know, plow through things. In my previous job, we were told to call those the third and fourth order of effects, the effect of the effect of the effect of the effect. That sounds way too sophisticated for the job you have. I know, right? I mean, like, discounting batteries really require a lot of... Forward thing. This was after I was a battery chemist. <laughs> I'm just teasing, baby. Well, I love you. I love you too. I bet you still know how many batteries you guys kept every day. No, I don't. Oh, <gasps> I do. I, I used to. You know why I do? Because <laughs> you used to tell me when you came home. <laughs> how many okay. pounds can a Kiowa carry, Jay? Have we beaten this show to death? Probably. Okay. So- I mean, it's it's not very complicated and honestly it's a good enough show to watch um so us not giving all the details is a good thing if you haven't watched it i would say watch it if you liked evil um or hate religion because it's kind of funny if you hate religion um i i think it's it's worthy of a watch sure if i mean it's a it's a religious horror movie or a religious horror show yeah yeah there's uh, there's not a lot of Marvel to it. There's absolutely zero Marvel to it. Um, Except that one chick knows karate really well for some reason. <laughs> so in that vein, uh, how connected to other... This is a completely different universe. It is not connected in any way that I saw. I think we saw Roxon once. Uh, oh, I think they went no, to a gas station. It's just a gas station. That's yeah. like no, that's not a connection. That's that's an Easter egg. There is such a huge difference okay. because uh, you know it's like the uh, um, shit. What's it called? I know you know the cigarette brand. Morley. Morley's. That's like seeing Morley's in a show that's not X Files. Okay. It's just a little cute little Easter egg. Um. It's it's like uh, in eleven twenty two sixty three when it says red rum on the wall, which is a dumb fucking Easter egg, by the way. Dumb sir, who made that dumb? Um, it, it was not logical at all. But that's just an Easter egg. That's not a connection to the world. That's just <laughs> we're Marvel fans. See, look. So we think this is completely. different. It is a completely different universe. Okay. Because there are no demons in the other universes, or it would have come up. And that is my final answer. Okay. And and a quick uh, internet Google. The the creator uh, says that it's absolutely siloed off from the rest of the universe. The siloed only, off? That's his words. The only connection is the one I brought up. I don't think I've ever heard that term before. Um, the, only, context. the only connection is the one I brought up is the, the rock song, which is referenced both in Runaways and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and Agent Carter. So. And, and, and the big one, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. And Cloak and Dagger it was actually a part of the show. Yeah. 
So uh, not connected at all. Yeah. The internet agrees with you. Yeah. You mean the writer of the comic book agrees with me? The writer of the show. Oh, well, whatever. The comic book is a different story. In the comics, this is this is definitely 616 okay. because he he was started in Ghost Rider. He interacted oh, with yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, and all right. of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. All right. So you tell me. Okay. What was the worst part of the show for you? For me, the worst part was the... The lack of world building. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I have so many questions. They gave me so many concepts and ideas and mythologies without any explanation at all. Um, yeah, something about the scars telling them something. Yeah. Which the scar didn't tell them shit because... And the guy, the the black dude whose name I don't remember, he was some kind of like watcher or keeper yeah, or something. Caretaker. Caretaker. No idea what that is. No. And the uh, the the whole concept of the keeper that started out like a one eyed. Well, I really alien. thought that we were gonna get like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer level. See, that's why I was so excited at the beginning of this because I thought we were gonna be in a library. Learning and understanding the mythos of that skull. Yeah. And it. Uh, is that, is Yen going to turn into a one-eyed thingy? Potentially. But like, they just skipped that part. I had completely forgotten about that. Because my thought was, when I was first watching it, was, was we're going to be in a library at some point. And why weren't they? Why weren't they? Yeah, it just... At no point did they go, because they were involved with the Catholic Church. You know what they could have done? They could have gone to the Vatican, to the freaking um, underground special collections, and they could have learned... They could have done exposition in a very... Uh, national treasure sort of way. Yeah, it just that would have made this Stacy show from beginning to end. That was the hardest part for me is there was so much, there was so much unanswered mythology. Yeah, that I was either just supposed to know, or I was supposed to surmise, or I was supposed to ignore the. I just assume they of. do that uh, because they assume you are. Only watching this because you're a comic book reader. I that's, that's possible. Yeah, very small audience. Okay, that's people, though, right? It, I've never heard of any of these characters. Exactly before. because Hellstrom uh, or or Son of Satan, the the volume one of Son of Satan, got seven issues and was canceled. He's oh shit. So when, we're talking about a tiny audience. He shows up in other books along the the six one six over the last. 50 years. Yeah. But he's not a major enough character that I'd even heard of him. Yeah. And I'm not like the biggest Marvel fan, but I've read enough that I should have fucking heard. Well, of. I mean, at this point you've, you've almost caught up to where he starts. So yeah, like I knew who Howard the duck was before he showed up in the, in the, the show. I'm so, sorry. Like I, I've encountered him. Yeah. Apparently, Howard the Duck is known well enough to be an Easter egg in other movies. Yes. So, for like brief seconds. 
Yeah, so oh, that's that's the worst yeah, part that's, to me. Is, well, and maybe that's why I didn't get a second season, because you can't start developing the world and the mythos of the second season. You've already established that they know everything they need to know. Yeah, and I also, I get the... I get the impression that... They even had a new character that didn't know anything they could have explained stuff to. Yeah. But also, like, I, I think that this show was was in development as Disney was pulling everything back. And they, they just they went ahead and did the season to make their money off of what they developed, what well, they I paid for. Once you get to a certain point, you have to fulfill the yeah. and contract. Because this, this is the last... TV show produced by anybody other than Disney Plus. This is it. Well, that'll be interesting. I guess we'll find out whether that's a good thing or not. But what was the best part of the season? You know, my favorite thing, and this is not going to surprise you, and it's really lame because it has nothing to do with anything. My favorite part of the show was when they went to <clears throat> this is also a bad part of the show though because where where was the show set? Oh, the Pacific Northwest. Um in uh Portland, Oregon, and then partly she was from San Francisco. Yeah. And they went back and forth to San Francisco in like five seconds. Yeah. Annoying. But when they go to her place of work, they don't go to her home. You know, when she goes back to San Francisco, they don't go to her home. They go to their workspace. Mm -hmm. And my favorite part of the whole show was all of the antiquities. Okay. I wanted them to stay there for a while. It was, oh, it was Stacy's dream come true. It's a whole warehouse full of perfectly organized antiquities. Yeah. And just big things that were too large to go into a box. Out on the floor where you could look at them. And they, you know, they went to the back of the um, the props department and got some cool shit out. Yeah. But they didn't even, they only like really looked at like one thing maybe. Um, so it was all just there to look like the place it was supposed to look like. But there was some cool stuff in there. Uh, oh, and I like, I like that she kept her. Uh, so-called serial killer dad's trophies. She kept them in her antiquities <laughs> place too. Yeah. Like it, it, it had such a bad, evil feeling to her that she couldn't take it to her house. I also get the impression that she doesn't have a house. She just sleeps on a cot in her office. <laughs> um, because she doesn't seem like a fully developed human. Like her character is not a fully developed. Yeah. Human. I don't think she eats or poops. None of these characters were really fully developed. No. They Not. were. And I mean, if it was a movie, if it was a movie, it wouldn't be that glaring. But we had ten whole episodes with them. Well, and it was very weird that we never. We're coming off of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where we got seven years with the same characters. And that's kind yeah. of. No, I, I am. I am perfectly capable of separating that experience from another. Okay. I and and I know that a lot of times first seasons are the worst season of an entire show. I always give the first season some grace. Well, that uh, because Star Trek: The Next Generation. Sure. Right. Uh, so that taught me at a very early age to give things a minute. 
Well, that brings us to uh, the exact opposite of what you just said. What's that? We need to compare this to other seasons. Well, I mean... Because we have now watched 35 seasons of Marvelous Television. (laughs) You just think that joke is so funny. And not so Marvelous Television. And you've said it so much that now I'm stealing it and it's annoying. (laughs) I said that out loud in public at Goodwill yesterday. No. Asshole. It's your fault for blaming. Okay, um <clears throat> let me think. No, no, no. Okay. It's better than Legion. No, listen, listen to me. Between Jessica Jones season two and Cloak and Dagger. That's where I, that's my first gambit. Better than Cloak and Dagger. Yes. Don't you dip. If you try to tell me that this show isn't better than Cloak and Dagger, you're going to have to come with receipts. Okay, then. (laughs) Cloak and Dagger is not even good enough for you to try. No. (laughs) So that tells you everything you need to know. Okay. Cloak and Dagger could have been... Cloak and Dagger could have been... Uh, such a good teenage show. But season two was pretty decent. No, I disagree with you. Okay. I think season one was better than season two. Okay, well, that puts it at... Twelve of thirty-five for seasons. Yeah, well, I mean... And and I, I, only, I only put it that low because I'm comparing it to... Not, oh, let me give it grace because it's a first season, but is it better than or worse than? Yeah. So when we're putting it on a list, I have different criteria. Okay. No, no, I'll let you. I actually did rewatch the last two episodes of this, and I would never in a million years watch Cloak and Dagger. Honestly, most of the seasons below that I don't, I, I aren't worth fighting for. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. So... It it was good though. Like if you uh if you like that kind of thing, it really this is not a if you like Marvel you'll like this because there's really I wouldn't I watched three episodes of it and had no idea it was supposed to be a Marvel thing. Yeah. No, it's it's not very Marvely. No. It was good. It was it was entertaining, but it is only one season, so like maybe watch it while you're doing housework. Yeah, ten episodes. It's. It's bingeable in a day. Because I can cyberstalk somebody while watching it and not miss anything. And that really says something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what are we watching next week? Next week, we transition to the very first MCU TV show. I'm scared. And... The only MCU TV show that you've already watched. Are we watching Moon Knight? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about Moon Knight. Uh, hold on. Don't tell me. She-Hulk? No. Oh, shit. You've watched more MCU TV shows than I thought. Yeah, because I've watched She-Hulk and uh, Moon Knight, and then I'm trying to think what the other one is. Which is obviously the answer, but I don't know what you're talking about. Hold on. I don't know. I it it's not coming to me. What? 
WandaVision. Oh, fuck. Shit. Okay. I have already seen it. Yes. And when I watched it, I only said yes to watching it with you because the commercial had them in old-timey TV shows. That I, I thought, oh, it'll be really fun to see if I recognize the sets. So I think what we should do is in our notebooks, every time they change sets, you should write down what you think the TV show is. Okay. And we'll see how wrong we are. Okay. Because I think I've got a good handle on almost all of them. If I remember correctly, there was one that I wasn't completely sure on. Yeah, and they kind of do a reveal towards the end of the... No, they don't. Yeah, they... Yeah, they kind of do a reveal towards the end of... How? When when they flash back to her as a kid trapped uh, with her brother, they show the tapes that they had been watching. And each one of those tapes is a reference... do they show an individual tape so you know what that episode yeah. is? Uh, then I don't remember that. Like, for instance, one of the episodes is Malcolm in the Middle, and they show a Malcolm in the Middle tape okay. on the floor. So well, I don't remember that, so I guess we'll... We can also use the Internet to confirm. But you can... you can uh, Malcolm in the Middle would be hard because I haven't seen that show in a long time. Um, but, yeah, we'll write it down. No cheating. Okay. No cheating. But yeah, uh, WandaVision to me is an amazing piece of television. Well, me watching it without really knowing the characters, um, I liked everything up until I found out what was really going on. Yeah. And then it got boring for me. <laughs> um, like after she goes ape shit and the, uh, the fucking, uh, army shows up. Yeah, the army ruins everything. When the army shows up, you know, they're just going to randomly start shooting at something without knowing what it is first. <laughs> And it never works, and then soldiers are going to die, and it's a whole thing. It's nine episodes, but I think they're a varying length. Uh, the first few are like 30 minutes, and there are a couple of 45-minute episodes in there. That's, uh, that's, so, that's typical of old-school TV shows, though. Yeah. They'd have specials with an extra couple of minutes. So they're the length that the episode needs to be in order to do what it wants to do. Yeah. We'll see, and that's, Yeah. Well, because it, that also lends to the the vibe they're going for. Yeah. You're not watching Mar- Mary Tyler Moore for a whole hour. Yeah. Um, comedy doesn't usually, like even comedy movies aren't as long. They don't need to be. They're there for what they're there for. Yeah. Um, I do remember really liking the show. And one of my, uh, one of my favorite actresses, one of those, uh, she used to be, a, oh, hey, I know her. Um. I don't actually know her name, but you know who I'm talking about. She's in Crossing Jordan. Yeah. It's where I first saw her. Uh, She has, she has a very similar uh, aura about her um, that other of my favorite people have had. I really enjoy her and her being evil is a complete turnaround from anything I've ever seen her do before. And I really liked it. Yeah. Um, So, yay. Uh, We need to go um, watch at least an episode or two. Yeah. I don't want to binge that one. Okay. I want to watch one or two episodes every day um, so that I can absorb the information better, especially since it's only nine episodes and they're shorter ones. Yep. I, I want to I spread it out some. All right. Give that a watch and meet us back here next week. For Marvel Movie Night.